you see my dog? Marlo, a foxy Tibetan bull mastiff wolf with big nicks went missing from my yard at 9 o'clock this morning. Last seen driving a black OD and clearing a group of small fellas out of it with car Marlo is the daughter of a dog, but he also has severe behavioural issues since coming off the drink. Do not try and talk to him, you won't get through to him. And if you wear black or white items of clothing, don't go near him. He'll go for your throat. Marlo is more just a member of my family. He's also the owner of my car and godfather to my child. Have you seen my dog? Marlo, if you're listening, please come home. Please come home. Let's bring my bastard home. You're listening to the Best Bits Podcast. Listen to me. The best fucking podcast in the universe. Yes! What's better than this? Fuck! Nothing. Nothing at all. Those intros are getting longer and longer. They're catchy there. It's fucking catchy. John Murphy. I'm delighted. He keeps sending them in and they're fantastic. Good man, John. <laughs> Nobody knows who he is, but the best fucking podcast in Ireland. He's a big fan of ours. But he's obviously using his art and his talent to be able to make incredible music to channel his. I just hope he finds his dog. That's the thing. He's challenging, channeling his worry of of having lost his dog. Yeah, it's such a the man is smaller. Yeah, at least he's not going out there on the beer. That's what I would say. He's going to do remixes. Nah. Well, we're back for another one of these. We've seen some more stuff. Yes. We should set a timer. Get the ball. We rolling. should set a timer, Kevin. Three, two, one. Start. Oh, we're in sync. Get the pads out. <laughs> Our menstrual cycles are in sync. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Listen, we get us a, listen, listen. The yeah, cat we get is pissing. All sorts of, we can get ourselves in all sorts of trouble if we started following that train of thought. There's so many stories. So many stories. Really? What have you been watching? Yeah. Oh, listen. I come here to me. I have so many mortifying mini bit stories that I just I can't share here. I'm not sharing here. Just, anyway, what have you been watching, Kevin? I watched The Flash. What did you say? You were called again. Oh my god! Hi. I love you. You have fancy friends. Yeah, it was an Uber. Exact. Oh. I wanted to see this film. Me and Luke are looking to see this film. We hadn't been able to get out to see this film. What did you think of The Flash without spoiling it? So, spoiler free. Well, you want to get quick to the cinema to see it because it is tanking. Oh, God. Yeah. A lot of these superhero movies are starting to flop. Are you happy about that? Well, I think it's inevitable. More of them are underperforming than overperforming. And that could Mm -hmm. be... Death Note. If the Superman Legacy, if that flops, you won't see another DC movie for years. I didn't look at the box office. Didn't see how Guardians of the Galaxy did. But that I've did, actually, that did really well, I think. But that's because that had the sense of closure, like the final film in that franchise. Mm-hmm. And it might be the outlier for this year. That's for might be the case. Well, I can tell you to save you googling it there that the Flash just crossed two hundred million worldwide. But it has fallen mm. to nearly 80% in its second week wow. in the US. Oh, so okay. It's, uh, it's doing less than Black Adam at the moment. But who cares about box office? Who cares about that? I'd buy that for a dollar. I'll tell you this, and it surprised me. I loved the film. Loved it? I loved it. I thought it was wow. great crack. I didn't think there was, there was an extraneous scene in the whole thing. It bounced along. It was really funny. It gave me Back to the Future vibes. I thought that Ezra Miller was genuinely 
captivating and charismatic. He's the best special effect in the film because he's playing opposite himself. And they both have great chemistry with each other. Oh, lordy lord. Now, keep in mind, I've avoided trailers for this. So I kind of, t- I, I, I want to stay virginal going into the, going into the movie. Okay, so but hang on. Be- I wanted to say something else, which is I don't know there if I misgender them. Because uh, Ezra oh, Miller is their okay. pronouns. So if I just call okay. them him, I'm referring to the Flash, I think. Okay, yes, okay. But anyway, they're brilliant in it. Literally, and using the correct pronouns, they're brilliant in it. It's a it's an origin story told as Flash having to recreate his origin in order to put back a mistake that he's made where he has tried to save his mother in the past. He's realized that he can travel faster than the speed of light and time travel. And he goes back to a moment um, when his mother was murdered and his dad was blamed for the murder and his dad is in prison and um, he wants to save his mother and the actress that plays his mother has got this lovely warmth about her and I found the film very tender in places but overall it was just fucking great crack I laughed out loud multiple times multiple times it was just it was it's one of my favourite superhero movies there's been and I'm shocked because I've gone way off that genre and I watch another thing that uh, is a big superhero release and I didn't like it at all. But uh, this following on the heels of Across the Spider-Verse, which was also a multiverse story, I'm surprised at how much fun this was and that it didn't wear out its welcome on me. Because you just said on our last mini bits or whenever we were discussing the Spider-Verse that you love the Spider-Verse so you've had two superhero movies I have yeah back to back I'm shocked uh, absolutely nailing it for you but so this isn't a I superhero see. movie in that he's not up against a big villain it's not a big battle okay. it, it, well General Zod's in it fuck I don't know you've not seen a trailer at all have you no I haven't seen a trailer at all no do you know the Batman's in I know, it? I Batman know Batman's in it. I know Batman's in it I know Batman's in it and that's it he's great in it Michael, Michael Keaton 71 year old Batman yeah. recluse Bruce Wayne. That's the only that's and that's the only thing that's actually pulling me back into the cinema because I actually so want to see my Michael Keaton Batman on the big screen again. That's what I want to see. I'll tell you what, he's lepping about the place like a twelve-year-old in that suit. The oh, stuff that he gets up to, it's unbelievable. <gasps> Backflips and oh, drop man. kicks and everything. And his uh, all him. His bat week. It's all him. No, there's actually a credit in it, which is um, Batman stunt performer or suit performer. So I think there was somebody okay. else in the suit. Probably a 14 oh, okay. But the, <laughs> the Batwing is, is brilliant in this. It's just, a, it's a really fun, colourful, poppy film. It gave me Superman 3 vibes, but the best version of that. Okay. Very, very funny. The end credits were very, very funny. You know, it, the, the Flash's superpowers is that he can slow everything down and he can phase through things. And um, yeah. there's a moment where, and this is quite early on in the movie, he's like the janitor for the Justice League. So he's having to clean up after them. So everything is going wrong okay. and, and Alfred is telling Flash, there's a water pipe burst and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. And he's like, Jesus, can I do something else? And it's taking place at a hospital and on the top floor of this um, maternity ward, it tips over and about a dozen babies and a nurse and a dog go flying out the window and fall into their death. And he is having, he has to, he has to eat to recharge. If he doesn't eat, he, okay. his powers run out. And he's having to save all these babies. And a, they're all falling in slow motion and it's very very funny the CGI is a bit ropey but I think that's intentional there's a moment where he puts a baby in a microwave and it's just it's very very funny (laughs) honestly it's getting slaughtered and it's bombing and it doesn't deserve it of all the absolute dreck that's come out over the last like five or six years of superhero films this is not the one to bomb this is not a Black Adam this is a good fun film and you I'll be shocked if you don't come out of it just like skipping along going I really enjoyed that was a good crack this is not Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania this put a spring in my step and uh, I'm feeling a little gypped because there's never going to be a sequel to it now and if you ask me when they first did the Justice League with Zack Snyder and you had that annoying Flash character a whole movie with that character I thought oh my god no chance but he's brilliant in it it just gave me 
It gave me like Keanu Reeves and Bill and Ted vibes. It's oh, wow. a lot of fun. I was thinking about going watching it last night and I was like, we're so right. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to get the cinema pass because I have to get, I have to get out and see the new Indiana Jones like in the next week. So I went, oh, I'll be chancing my arm. If, you, know, I'll be, yeah, you know what I mean? You know, there's, you know, you're going to go, can I go to the cinema? No, is it okay if I go to the and next week? And I've got another thing and this other thing. So you kind of feel like, oh, I'm going to save my pass for Indiana Jones. And now I really want to see Do you have a pass it. for I cinema? Really no, it's a, it's, it's a, oh, you mean permission? Per, yeah, it's basically the the the, the other parent. Did I go the to the cinema? It's kind of like you've gone to the cinema already parent. this month. <laughs> exactly. It's, but you gotta feel bad if you've gone to the cinema like this last week, which I was in the cinema last week to see Into the Spider Verse. I know the new, that one. The cheeky to uh, go off and have two hours sitting on your hole. I know. <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> Honestly, That's it's going to be better than in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I guarantee it. Okay, right. Okay, I definitely want to see it. All these celebrities came out like singing its praises and I was quite cynical of that. I thought, mm, this is all a bit feeling like, let's get Tom Cruise to uh, call in a favour. Stephen no. King did. Yeah, but his taste is diabolical. Like he doesn't have a fucking clue. <laughs> he loves terrible shit. He's, and people like... It's the same with Guillermo del Toro. The two of them will just say anything and people are like, oh my God, Jesus, this is it, second coming. But they Guillermo del Toro loved Wolfwalkers. <laughs> he absolutely came out and he gives beautiful, beautiful recommendation about Wolfwalkers. He loves everything. He loves everything. <laughs> anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh... <laughs> no, The Flash is very good. Go see it. And it's got a really funny last line. Really funny. Oh, and what I was going to say was that I now understand why people like Tom Cruise were saying this is a really good film because like, this is a movie. This is what I would have been sitting in the cinema to watch 89.90 and just like kicking my feet up and chewing popcorn and going, I want to work in the movies. I want to do that. Oh God, now I have to take that because Luke's been asking, he's been asking me. So I want to really want to see The Flash. And I'm like, I know. And he's like, I really want to see Indiana Jones too. I was like, I know. You'll you'll love it. You'll genuinely love it. And if you don't, I don't care. No, I really want to see it now. I really who who directed it again? I can't remember the name of the person who directed it. Andy Muschetti. I think that's how you say a surname. He's the guy that did those two it movies. Oh, okay. I only saw the first one. It's probably the better of the two. But he's been yeah, tapped to do um, Batman and Robin. Really? So this is under the James, Gar- James Gunn guided DC universe. Yeah, and they're going to have a literal boy wonder this time. It's going to be like a 14-year-old uh, Robin. So it's going to be... Okay. It's not going to be like, you know... Chris O'Donnell. I caught a little bit of Batman and Robin at uh, the weekend, you know, when I've got the baby in my arms and I'm just flicking through the channels and there was a moment where, maybe it was Batman Forever, but I think it was Batman and Robin. No, it was Batman Forever. Do you know I've never seen that film all the way through? Which one? Batman and Robin. I hate to disappoint you, but... Oh yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> you really don't. I mean, it looked terrible. Rubber lips are immune to your charms. There was a moment in Batman Forever where Chris O'Donnell is doing his laundry, but he's using like his laundry as like his wet laundry has nunchucks and he's like going and they're like put on like an intense action soundtrack behind him as he's like and like you know whipping his his it's like locker room jibs yeah but he's like taking it really whipping, seriously he's like oh yeah whipping Gunter's ass with the towel stop stop <laughs> I'm full of chocolate <laughs> look <laughs> the kids got bosoms <laughs> who's got a wet towel <laughs> come here you butterball <laughs> don't make me an I thought you were referring to Alfred. I was no. like, oh, do it more. Oh, Master Dick. <laughs> no, when they're bullying the exchange student in The Simpsons, the fat guy, they're chasing him <laughs> oh, and they're yeah. whipping his ass with a towel. He's like, no, oh, yeah. stop, stop. I'm full of chocolate. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, my God. I actually have to go. I would love, that'll be one of my one of my retirement projects is to go back and watch all The Simpsons. Maybe I'll start doing it at night or something like that. I did that a few years back. Oh yeah? I did. Because I did it as an experiment. I wanted to see where I fell off on The Simpsons. Because you know on Sky, uh, which is the channel over here that shows them, it's like our our version of Fox. They're all out of order. So 
you could be watching yeah. an episode and thinking, is this season 12? Is this season 16? Is this season 20 or whatever? And so I watched them all in order. And um, from about season two onwards, you know, once the animation started to settle down. Yeah. And uh, and I thought the show was superb up till about season 17. Oh, wow. That's much longer than I hung. Like, I think I dropped off around 10 or 12, I think. Or maybe that's the last I... Yeah, most people say it. It's season nine. It's up till around then when it starts to fall off. But um, no, I there was a there was a season I can't remember which one it was. Now it was like thirteen or fourteen that felt like it was losing it, and then it came back and it came back really strong. But it was um, it was till that guy Schwarzwelder left. When he mm-hmm. left the show, it just completely changed tone, and the characters just became a little bit meaner and more sarcastic and dumb. So mm. they didn't have that tenderness anymore because it was one of the things that, I don't know, made The Simpsons kind of special is that you could have, you could end an episode with like Homer looking up at the stars for his mother who's gone or him yeah. and Marge like cycling off down the, the road on a bicycle in the sunset singing. Just those very sweet moments. Or him uh, going back, you know, one of those kind of flashback episodes where he was talking about when, not when it was about when Maggie came into their lives and how he continues to work at the, how does he manage to survive at the, do it for her. And do it for her. And he's got all pictures of her up there. And it was like, oh, that's very sweet. Yeah. Very, it very it sweet. lost that after about 17. I, apparently it's come back, but I just don't like the way it looks nowadays. It looks um very digital. And also, Marge's voice is gone. She can't do it anymore. Too many fags. No, she's, the, I think the actress now is in her, Julie Kavner, she's in her like mid to late 70s. Oh, uh, so, yeah. Marge sounds a little bit like this. <laughs> Bart, stop that, you little cut. <laughs> you almost had it. And then you slipped into Irish, an Irish accent or yeah, what? Yeah, you are, you, but you were very good. That's the best I've ever heard. Oh, <laughs> Do emerge. Actually, if I close my eyes and I could get you to record that and have you go off this. Go oh, off yeah. Now, well, that's it, Homer. <laughs> <laughs> Pull my <Hey>. hair. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I did. I, I got. I'm, I'm basically. Stop. You wake the children. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Do you know if you Google anything naughty about The Simpsons, you'll see some fierce, fucking terrible <laughs> fan art. <laughs> Listen, I've seen, yeah, I've seen awful fan art uh, on, on my own stuff as well. And Have you? Uh, Let me just look that up. <laughs> oh yeah you know kevin my uh topical viewing stuff is basically me catching up to you that's what's actually going on in my life so i'm just basically catching up isn't to that all always the, the way though it really is so i i took four young lads to the cinema completely jacked up on sweets and mineral soft soft drinks minerals you're so vitamin. irish I don't, don't even, I just call them. Do you want some, what do you want to drink? Do you want some soda pop? I don't even say, I've just heard people call it soda pop. What's soda pop? Uh, it's soft drinks. Do you want some fizzy drinks? Do you want some fizzy drinks? Do you want a Sprite? I had, um. Give me a G&T, Dad. <laughs> I, I went to see it, and this is with four young lads who I was also corralling, and I have a young fella beside me slurping on a slushy, like... <laughs> And even like asking me, oh my God. And this is like someone. Do you have misophonia? Oh God. Well, especially when the audio of the actual screen is quite uh, low. Do you know, when so, usually the audio scene is really loud. Um, and I thought it would like, it was drawn him out. But no, he was the primary sound I was hearing him Horrible. grazing Horrible. for the two hours. He was grazing. That I kind of went, you know what? Thumped him in the back of the head. I don't think the straw's working. You should just like take the lid off and just kind of like, you know, just try and tip it. Oh, he wasn't like sucking the straw, was he? Oh, he was sucking it through a straw. He was like, and it was it was a crowded screen. And so I knew the people behind me would have been like, you know, just their knuckles. You would have, they would have been digging their fingers into the, the arms of their fingers. Will you shut the fuck up? 
so anyway. But what did you think of the film? I thought the film was really, really good. Watch it. Remember I went in with that kind of worry about the visual aesthetic being over, over uh, too much of my eyes. As I was watching the film, I had a flashback to when I was in the cinema for the first um, version, first iteration of this of the, the Spider-Verse movie. And I remembered, I went, oh, I saw the first fucking Spider-Verse movie in 3D. And that was what fucked me up big time. I was really, you know, I've I've an awful time with 3D anyway. Back when they used to have 3D films. Oh, Avatar. It was, I had an awful time. So I have an awful, awful time watching anything in 3D, which really screwed me up for the first one. So this one, it was had all, you know, a whole multitude of different aesthetics and it didn't bother me. I actually just adored watching it and being in each of the different, you know, uh, styles of these worlds and all that sort of stuff. I thought it was a, a really, really good film. Uh, my only misgivings is that I didn't get the whole film. I wanted to see the second part. Like I didn't, I, I knew it was a part one. There's been some news on that. There's been a few takedown articles that have come out about the process of making that film where okay. some of the animators, there was like a hundred animators quit the film. Um, Quizzes. Yeah, but there was a thousand worked on it or something like that, some astronomical number. But they were having to redo fully rendered animated shots four or five times. And uh, oh. and it was crucifying them. And they said, there's no way that the Beyond the Spider-Verse, the third one, is coming out next year, that they haven't even started work on it. And um, Oh, my God. They just said that, that Philip Lord, his style is incredibly chaotic. If you're, if you're coming in, like as I note from the world of animation, once you get your, well, for us anyway, once we get our voices recorded, it's a... It, it's a locked ship. It's you, you got to be moving from then on out and you can't change anything. You can cut stuff because that doesn't mean that you're you're adding you're adding any extra work because you've got a fucking you've got a production line that you've got to you've got to achieve and you've got a release that you've got to hit and if you start changing like scenes after they've been after they've been fully animated. Do you know there's so, like three or four versions of the film out there right now? That they've changed. What? Yeah. So there is certain there's certain iterations of the film where Donald Glover only appears in the film once, not twice. There's okay. certain versions where people haven't seen Miles Morales riding a horse in the film. Um Wow. Yeah. This, like you mean out there like in the on the torrent verse or actually No, no, in cinemas that they've released different versions. What? Not deliberately, but because there was scrambling so it's like maybe it's you know v 29.99 final final two final final that went out right and then the next one is final v2 but, well uh, i suppose that that has happened did we discuss this or i have the, i had a conversation about this with someone where a film had been changed post-release because it's in the digital realm you can do that that a they film, do it in music after as the well. film has been released after, well, there you go. After the film was released, they've actually altered stuff. And I think it was I was actually having a conversation, I think maybe about one of the Star Wars movies, one of the George Lucas prequels, how they had definitely changed something from the initial uh, the initial re- version of the release to uh, later, like, you know, a couple of weeks down the, ro- down the road, they changed like one or two shots or something like that. So it's I it's did possible. it on the last podcast. After it was out, I went back and I, um, I re-edited the last minute of the um, episode and I reposted it so you know in this really? digital world yeah you can do anything you know when you're talking away to yourself and I'm like we'll be here all day listening to him there was a oh, okay. there was a moment where I cut you off unintentionally in the edit and I went back and fixed it mm. but no the, Beyonce her last album she kept changing things in the music and the people who were like diehard fans were like going into it and saying the sample that she used on that song is no longer there and it now has different, She's she's got different lyrics and it's it's the modern world. I suppose you can just if you don't continually change things. No, you don't have a yeah. copy. You just have, and you don't have access to that permanently either. Because that's the other thing. What was it? They've just decided again and this time it's Paramount Plus to delete a load of shows off of their streaming service. Apparently, and these days you can never get the truth of anything online because everything is just opinion and most news 
sites now are just aggregates for opinion. So it becomes what people are saying is the news story. But apparently it's so that they don't have to pay residuals or royalties to the performers on those particular shows. They can write it off completely and it just becomes a tax write-off. So it's oh. not just Disney that are doing it. No Paramount are doing it as well. And then Warner Brothers are selling half their back catalogue for like 500 million, less than Instagram. It's disgusting. It's crazy. We are in a very, very strange period. It's a very, very strange time. Um, And once the AI um, gets here, we're all fucked. Hello. Hello. No, Kevin, the AI is here. So we're all fucked. It is here. And I can tell you, I just watched Secret Invasion, the new Marvel thing. Oh God, yeah. And the opening titles to that were rendered by AI. It's like a mid-journey style opening credits. It's disgusting. And what what was very frustrating about that is the filmmaker coming out or the showrunner coming out going, oh, well, we thought it was thematically in keeping with what the show was. You know, using AI to do the opening credits is kind of like some sort of thematic connection to the show. I don't know what sort of it is. Anyway, you watched it. Is it is it worth? Is this good? Is it not so good? Should I give it a go? What? I fuck. Fury is taught on June twenty first. Experience the six episode event that's a game changing spy thriller. Uh-huh. You don't know who we can trust. It's an absolute masterclass. Uh-huh. A riveting and intense drama. Uh-huh. You're out of moves, Fury. Marvel at its best. Uh-huh. To figure out which side you're on. Nick Fury in Marvel Studios Secret Invasion, streaming June 21st, only on Disney Plus. Hated it. Don't miss your words now. Like, just let me know what you thought, right? I just no, because I think what they did with the opening credits is immoral and it's oh, setting yeah. a precedent that you can do this. And it's pulling the wool over the eyes of the audience who won't know that that is pulling a fast one. Yeah. And I find it really creepy that you're watching fake art that's been created by algorithm it's just it's i don't like it at all the show itself is really glum it looks drab as fuck it looks so low energy it is incredibly boring and i loved the comic that it was based on but one of the things that was compelling about that comic is that the characters within it were the huge main players i think the the protagonist of that one was spider woman you know, you're dealing with, is Steve Rogers a scroll? That's way more okay. interesting than, is Maria Hill a scroll? Or is Amelia Clark a scroll? Okay. It was such a slog. I don't want to be too harsh on it, or whatever. But I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I loved The Flash, and then to go watch this, I just thought, like, you're adapting a comic book, and you're doing this low-rent BBC espionage show. Okay. With Hobgoblin looking scrolls. I didn't even know what it was about. I just knew Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury was in it. That's all I knew. So scrolls are changelings. They can they can be yeah, oh, anybody. I'm aware of that from the Captain Marvel movie. They were in the Captain yeah. Marvel movie. Uh, it was it was a really good run of comics, and I loved it. Who's who? Who's yeah. human? Who's not human? Who's been masquerading this entire time? And the paranoia between all the different characters. But it was colorful and fun. And then the show is so grey and like why adapt it and make it worse. But also one of the elements of the disconnect between the the fun of the Marvel comic books versus all of the visual media that we have out there right now is that in the Marvel comic books, you could have a Black Panther or a Captain America or an Iron Man show up, right? Because it didn't cost you anything extra. It was just like, you know, you can have them and integrate them into your story as long as it kind of like nests neatly with everything else. But in our universe now, in live action, you can't do that because you've got to hire those actors or you've got to, you know, follow the continuity of the movies and all that sort of stuff. And it's just, it's just not feasible. Yeah, this show's not for me. I'm not going to keep watching it. I'm, I'm, I'm being a bit facetious by saying I fucking hate it. I didn't fucking hate it, but I didn't enjoy it. You weren't interested. Yeah. I wasn't interested. I was bored. Can I, uh, just very briefly, because I kind of didn't get my main thing about um, Across the Spider-Verse out, right? Um, and I thought Across, Across the Spider-Verse was very good, but the I was slightly frustrated watching it because I all the scenes were great. It was incredibly well-performed. The art looked amazing. It was very kinetic. It was very exciting. I loved um, uh, the main kind of uh, antagonist uh, polka dot character. Oh, let's get it right because 
Dave on the cinema corrected the me. Dot. I said it was what? Mr. Oh God. I said it was Mr. Dot. And it's uh the spot is his name, I think. I think the spot. The spot, yeah. Okay. I called him Mr. Dot. And Dave was like, okay. Oh, I agree with your thoughts, Kev, but um you called him the wrong thing. And I was like, fuck it, that's our podcast. It's a it's we a, get things wrong all the time. It's a feature, not a bug. <laughs> the film for me, anyway, I was a little bit frustrated at times. Uh despite being despite being completely entertained. Uh, by the performances and the visual visuals of it, but the actual story and the story structure kind of had me a little bit frustrated. Why it was because, really good? I thought it was really. Well, sweet. Let me just. Oh uh, yeah, I did think. It was, I thought it was. I'm just saying. I'm saying a little bit of frustration. I agree with you. I think it was very good. I thought it was very good. It has two big openings. You were right when you said the first act is an hour long. Uh-huh. The first the 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 prologue to the to the films twenty minutes twenty five minutes long. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so that was in itself a first act. So that's the first act of one film. Then we got our credits and then we get the first act again. So we get another first act. So we get two first acts in the first hour, which is okay. Fair enough. But it does, you do have to kind of like restart your kind of like engine a little bit. Or for me, I'm like, okay, right. We start. And then an awful lot of what followed, even though it was quite clever, um, how they uh, employed it. I thought it was very, very clever. So much of the second half of the film was an exposition dump that there were times where I went, okay, in weaker hands, this would be a complete mess. But I think they threaded the needle. And it works, though. It does work. But but what happens is if you start dumping exposition in the second half of your story, it's a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous game. A lot of, very dangerous because you're losing momentum. In a, and it's a long film for an animated film, but I think they kind of, they managed Longest it. in history. It, 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 <laughs> long for an animated. Oh, it's long, oh, it is actually yeah. the longest American one? Longest American animated movie in history. Oh, well, you said that. Yeah, I said that's great. But I think it works because they pay off the first act and kind of give it a good closure, which I thought was lovely. I thought it was really beautiful. Gwen actually, Story. Gwen Story, yeah. I thought that was that worked. And then they had a great little twist at the end of the whole film, which we're not going to spoil here, which I, I, I thought was very clever. And now it has, it, it kind of, it, yeah, it was almost like a Avengers Infinity War, where now I'm excited for the possibility of the part two. And I, well, I'm disappointed to hear that they're having so much trouble. I'm just disappointed to hear that it's a bit of a difficult production. But, uh, None of that matters, though. That should have no bearing whether everybody got along and had the greatest time ever or whether everybody suffered like you wouldn't believe. The film is what the film is and you've got to take it as its own hermetically sealed little, mm. little gift to you. But what I would say is you and I could never get away with writing a script that was structured like that. It would no get way. noted to fuck. We'd be told that's the wrong way to write. You cannot do it. Stop it, tear it up, get rid of it. So I was sitting there thinking, I am really enjoying the fact that somebody was allowed to get away with telling the story the way they wanted to tell it. And it's entertaining me. And it it didn't feel beholden to convention or formula. So mm-hmm. I appreciated that the first act restarted and kept throwing more and more ideas at me. I just thought, this is what you're not allowed to do. And I'm loving experiencing somebody that got to do it. Yep. No, listen, I thought it was very joyful. And the other litmus test was those four young lads that I had beside me. At the end of the film, they all stood up. And applauded. And all came. Well, <laughs> I, 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 well, this is the closest equivalent to doing that. When they all came over and they said, is that it? And I went, yeah. And they said, but it was so short. Like that, that was the shortest film ever. And I went, we've been sitting here for Is over two it? hours. Oh my God. Yeah, we want more. <laughs> but they all came out going, that was the best film ever. That was, they were just, they, they all loved it. So listen, they got it. So I enjoyed it as well. That, but that was the only thing where in the second half I went, oh, a lot of exposition dump here. Oh my God, this is, if I was the writer of that film, uh, I would be worried. I would be going, oh God, would this work? Would, would this work? Are we, are we, um, completely sacrificing momentum here. See, I just felt like I don't have to deal with any of this, so keep entertaining me. Do you know what? I've started watching and I am loving it and I started watching it because there was a uh, an episode that just came out in the States that was getting 
everybody buzzing about the show again. And so I said, okay, fine. I need to dive in and get get up to speed on this show. And it's the bear. This is your brother's house. I was running it fine without you. Why didn't you leave it to you then? Don't wipe your hands on your apron, chef. Jeff, I refer to everybody as chef because it's a sign of respect. You can throw down, huh? So how you gonna pass the family test? Delicious or impressive? Delicious is impressive. Word. Yo, family's up. I just never had platanos with like grass on it. <laughs> we want to change this restaurant, right? But we have to change the chemistry. Hey, why are you always like watching me? Because it's just sort of my job. We're in a chili flakes. Because it organizes, it's more confusing. Right there. Label chili flakes. This is a delicate ecosystem, and it's held together by a shared history and love. I have every intention of turning this into a respectable place of business. Eventually. Time to try the new sandwiches. Yo, this shit looks different. What do you think? It's redundant and white, just like you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought it was out. I checked it last week, and it wasn't out yet, but... Brilliant. So have you watched it? I love season one. Loved it. That was great. So I've only seen the first two episodes of season one and I'm loving it. I love the aesthetic of it. I love the energy of it. It's giving me uncut gem vibes, but it doesn't have that irritating as goddamn hell soundtrack that uncut gems had. This has okay. got a much more. Oh, so you haven't seen. So, oh, sorry. I'm just correcting, uh, clarifying. So this is you going back to watch season one. This is me just catching up on the show that I've not watched it. Oh, excellent. It's very, season one is excellent. And they're, they're short episodes. They're short episodes. There's one episode in particular that's around halfway through the season. And it is the tension is ratchet. It's like one morning, one high pressure. Well, every day is a high pressure day in that kitchen. But this one particular day where things are incredibly high pressure, and I realized about halfway through that it was all a wonner. The whole episode is a wonner. And I went, oh my God, the precision. But it, but it wasn't an ostentatious wonner. It wasn't they like, shoot it on film, don't they? It, well, if they, it looks It looks amazing. cinematic as fuck. Well, that, there, there was one particular episode where I fucking thought it was just, uh, I thought it was so powerful, so well performed. There was... The assistant, I don't know if you've seen her, the, 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 the kind of the girl he hires who's an outside chef. Yeah, the black um, girl. She's brilliant. Good. She's, I, think she's a, I think she's a stand-up comedian in real life as well. Okay. But she is fucking brilliant in it. She's a really great performer. And I love her character. Um, well, season well. two I don't know. has come out in totality in the US, but it's being released here weekly in July. Oh, so, you so know, short. get on the high seas and uh, we'll have that done for the next episode. <laughs> no, joking. Um, you could easily gobble up two episodes of these back to back. I uh, did. No problem. I did today. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad. I'll tell you, I saw one other thing. I don't know how to talk about this one though, because it's, it's, it felt like it was beyond me, but I watched a new Wes Anderson movie, Asteroid City. My word, it's hot. It's the desert. What'd you expect? I don't know, but I'm wilting like a cut petunia. Asteroid City, from director Wes Anderson. Tonight you're in for a real treat. I don't like the way that alien looked at us. Secure the site. Detain all witnesses. I'm in no hurry. I like the desert. I like aliens. This isn't the beginning of something, is it? We're about to find out. Asteroid City, rated PG-13. In select theaters June 16th. In theaters everywhere June 23rd. I'm a big Wes West Anderson fan. I'm looking forward to this. So am I. Right. His films cast a spell over me. But this one felt a little bit like a nightmare. Oh no. Yeah. <gasps> what happened? So it is two stories being told at the same time. One of them... But... Uh, one of them is a uh, one of them is like a play that's about the goings on that take place in the main storyline, which is the pastel Acme Roadrunner type asteroid city. Jason Schwartzman's character, his wife has died, and he's traveling across country with his three kids. His car breaks down, and he calls Tom Hanks to come pick him up. And then there's just a whole load of other characters, like so many characters, too many characters in this one horse tone um, where an asteroid has hit. 
And meanwhile, Brian Cranston is narrating the story by taking us behind the, the, the sets of the, the film to do a very meta sort of like what this all means or what it's trying to grapple with. And it, it, it felt to me a little bit like Mars Attacks meets Synecdoche or Adaptation like a, like a, a Charlie Kaufman type thing directed mm-hmm. by the AI version of Wes Anderson. Oh dear. It's so affected and every character is speaking in this mannered way that it, it just didn't hook me. I just felt so like dis- disconnected from the film and just struggling with it. I kind what? of got what it was going for when there's uh, a moment where Margot Robbie shows up, but um, okay. Everybody just rabbiting on in that Wes Anderson style, like babbling. Why do I need 42 characters? And I I couldn't track what was going on. I think that's the point. I read an interview afterwards where there's a line in it where it gets repeated often. You can't wake up if you don't go to sleep. Okay. They say that over and over again. You can't wake up if you don't go to sleep. And the article that I read was like asking all of the cast, what do you think that means? None of them had a fucking clue. And they were like saying, I think it has to do with we're so tapped into the digital world and like reading news on our phones that we have to put them down and go to sleep. And I was like, "Mm, I'm not sure that that's what it means. I think it's like, um, I think it's like a new day can only begin when when the current day ends. So stuff has to end for something else to begin. And I think it's, it's grappling with, I don't know, the complexities of being alive. But I was totally like disconnected from the film. And listen, listen, listen. I think Wes Anderson has got, has an exceptional batting average for the films that he's made. So I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt of like, he's, he's earned a, a kind of a, he's earned the right to release a stinker as long as he comes back and he releases another gem like a Grand Budapest Hotel or Moonrise Kingdom or Royal Tenenbaums or Rushmore. He's made so many fucking beautiful films. I love, love those films. Yeah. So I think he still has it in him. I think he's just misstepped a little bit. And I, I wait to see it. I'm going to, you know, but I, I'm trusting your judgment on this. Um, and also the reviews, other review, reviews I've read haven't been... Too kind. See, I'm I still s- going to see it. I saw it getting a lot of good reviews, so I don't know. I feel like I'm, um, it just didn't catch me in the right mindset. I was just, mm. I was just struggling to get on board with the rat-a-tat-tat nonsense that everyone was speaking. Did you, did you see the French dispatch? I did. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah, we spoke about that on, on a prior episode. I can't remember which one. Yeah. Though. I enjoyed that, yeah. So I'm kind of like, and I know that a lot of people kind of were iffy about that one, but I was like, no, I actually thought it was quite fun. This um, one just well, feels like there's too much artifice. It's 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 an awful lot of it's an awful lot of meta shit. The thing that I love about Wes Anderson that he's able to do is he's actually able to, amongst all that, as you said, artifice and archness and all this sort of stuff and stylistic stuff, he actually can pull out moments of poignancy. There's a moment like genuine... that. There's a moment like okay. that in there, which it it kind of almost turned it around on me. But up until then, what was bugging me is that characters were stating exactly what they felt all the time. Okay. It was like, I don't like you. Ever since my daughter died, you don't mean anything to me. I'm here to take the kids. I understand that you feel that way and I feel the mm. same. It's all arch and false. And Okay, I'm still going to watch it because it's just, uh, but I'm, um... Uh, when I, I'll get to it probably when it comes to screener season. See That's the flash instead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I uh, In my uh, mission or as well in my journey to catch up uh, to your kind of past things that you've mentioned in previous episodes, I watched the entire season of Poker Face, which is on the TV box. Um, that one, which you And you before. were so confused by me saying it is a, it's very cozy it's a, a murder mystery show. It's a bit yeah. like Touched by an Angel. And you're like, Touched by an Angel? <laughs> it's got a slight vibe of Touched by... When you say slight vibe of Touched by an Angel, it throws me way off. Way off. I'm so confused about this show. Like, ah. Oh. What's it like? Always knowing the truth. 
There's nothing mystical about it. I could just tell. And anyone is lying. Yeah. I know what you did, you psycho. You're gonna find Charlie Kale, and you're gonna bring it to me. You live on the road, right? What's it like leaving everything behind? Start fresh. I got wolves on my fender. Oh, I gotta keep moving. Holy, holy. It wasn't an accident. I, I think there's been a murder. been kind of a death magnet. I'm trying to figure out what happened. You watch too much Dateline. I could tell she was lying. What is it? It's a woman's intuition? No, it's not like a tampon commercial, okay? It's a real thing. I was going, it's more like a Columbo murder she wrote type show but with a grittier edge you know but it still has that warmness there's kind still a gr- gritty yeah but it's not it starts gritty it starts but I think some it, some of the episodes kind of go a little bit kind of they, they edge over the they, they kind of touch a little bit on the grittiness but I get when you what are your favourite episodes uh, the four early episodes so I we myself and Karen pretty much had the same opinion about it the first few episodes were great they were mm-hmm. loads of fun where she's great. The, the actress, I can't remember the lead actress's Natasha name. Leon. Thank you. She's great. She's excellent. Excellent. She has this affected kind of Columbo uh, vibe yeah. to her. Bullshit. Yeah. I just, you know, speaks. I got this thing, you know. Bullshit. Is she related to, is she related to marriage, Julie Kavner? <laughs> she she kind of has the same voice. Homie, <laughs> take it easy. You're going to blow my back out. It is like she's... <laughs> That's awful. (laughs) But it is like she's after driving in her 1970s car from the 1970s. Um, Each episode is uh, ends up being a kind of a procedural, and and it quickly. As someone said, I don't know, was it you who said don't binge the show? Yeah, I I said don't binge with that sentiment because the formula is so rigid. That once yeah, you pick up on the speed of it, it's like, okay, she's not going to be in the first act. No, yeah, she comes in. She she's comes. been there all along. And mm-hmm. yeah. So once that became, once we actually started to get wrote to that, it's the, the, the middle of the, the middle of the first season got kind of became weak for us. So I enjoyed, very much enjoyed, let's say the very first episode where we just kind of see her get off on her adventure. That was great. Casino. Yeah. Then I very much enjoyed the next episode, I think was, is the pit trucks, the kind of like the gas truck station. Stop station. Yeah. Gas station. I really enjoyed that. Was that. Good. Uh, I very, I, I'm pretty sure we, yeah, the last episode was very good as well. I didn't kind of, like the rock band one. No, didn't like the rock band one. Thought the Nick Nolte one was also ropey. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the, um, the one which was, was it Ellen Barkin? There was a play. When they were putting on a play. Yes, that like was that. great fun. Give me noises. That was fight. great fun. Yeah, that was great. And I, we, I, I was going to say, oh, she, you know, oh, it's Ellen Barkin. Wow. Um, Nick Nolte's in it. Mm-hmm. There's an episode in it. I didn't like the ending of that one, but I kind he of. He also just sounds like Marge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you are over here. Give it it's like, it's like, oh my God. It it's so unfair. <laughs> You created this fan art of Simpsons episodes of Marge and Homer being intimate with each You're other. So juvenile in the corner, and Natasha Leone, like, like just kind of watching. Do you know she's quit the cigarettes now, and she doesn't sound that way anymore. She does not. She she does. She was. She just did an interview with one of her really good friends, the the New Zealand actress Melanie Linsky. Okay. Uh, you know what they do? The actors on actors thing. Not really. Go on. My God, you don't have a fucking clue about anything. Variety do actors and actor interviews. They can be really interesting. Um, But she's quit the cigarettes and her voice is cleared up entirely. Oh, wow. Oh, who knew? Yeah. (laughs) So now she sounds like Lisa, not Marge. Uh. (laughs) Melanie Linsky. (laughs) Natasha Leon. In the flesh. (laughs) 
Welcome to my soundstage. I told you I bought one. Yeah, yes. I was surprised at that choice, but it's beautiful. So you know that had always been a dream of mine ever since my teenage years. I got this thing, you know. Oh. <laughs> give me one margarita, oh. I'ma open my leg. That was my timer just went off, Kevin. Well, your music on your timers is unreal. Do you change it every, every week? Where'd you get that one from? Margaritas. <laughs> um, but listen, we both kind of, I think there's more, I think it was the, the episodic nature of it was what kind of, I think it's also, it's also the, 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 one of the core aspects of the show is that it's this procedural murder she wrote Colombo type show where she's going from like you know a yeah, new location yeah. to a new location and that format that that format worked when they were coming out weekly like yes. you know, where you weren't going to and when you binge it it just breaks it just doesn't work so you but can I tell you another thing that I loved about the show the, the look of the episodes you felt like you are on a road trip with her so you're seeing different parts of America and I like that mm, yeah yeah it felt it felt it felt like, yeah, it felt like a, a show that's... It felt like it's a different thing than what you find out there right now. It was a breath of fresh air. Yes. That's what I would say about it. Yeah. A throwback. But some episodes are... Yeah, some episodes are better than others. Yeah. Funny how that happens. Hey, do you have any recommendations? No. Nope. Nope. Do you? I do. I... Oh, I'll find spent something. spent an audible credit because I finished the James Bond book, which was like 152 hours long. On another Audible exclusive. <laughs> I don't have time to watch anything and I can't get to cinema, but I can listen to 152 hours of an audiobook. I can listen to an audiobook when Karen, I'm the baby's morning, been crying feeding, for the last eight hours. When I'm feeding the baby. Wished I went to I'm, find out who Barbara Broccoli wanted as bond. When I'm doing one of my four, or sorry, three school trips in a day. <laughs> when I'm going to the fucking training. When I'm driving. When I'm at Mass. <laughs> mass. You're such when an I'm Irish cliche. I really am. I, I spent an audible credit on a book, on an audio thing, by, that's about Steve Martin, the comedian, actor, writer, uh, music, musician. And it's called So Many Steves. It's short. It's only about two and a half hours long. It's kind of an, it's it's not a book. It's more of an interview, but it's a curated or kind of especially, uh, it's basically about him and his career, the different Steves that he's been throughout his life. And it goes into his early life as a, how he got into comedy, his, actor, his career as an actor, his career as a musician, his career as an artist, an art collector and stuff like that. And he's just an interesting guy to listen to. And I uh, thought it was a lovely, gentle two and a half hours. I'm going to recommend the Shuttle Pod show. It's a, a YouTube interview show with a lot of the Star Trek alumni. Um, a lot of my recommends for the last few weeks have been Star Trek related. I don't know why. Ever since Picard, I've just gotten a fierce buzz for it. But it's by two of the cast members from Star Trek Enterprise. Uh, the doctor on that show and the engineer. And they just interview a lot of the old cast. They had, they had like LeVar Burton on, uh, Robert Picardo, Gates McFadden, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to recommend that. Oh. And also, I'm going to recommend that... No, I'm not going to say it. I, I, don't, I never know how to segue into us talking about our Patreon but you do it Will well we're recommending well what I'm recommending is our Patreon our Discord um, everything we do over there we do a ton of stuff it's a living breathing community it's also more shows but it's 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 a place to go to be to hang out with like minded people and I love it we do our mini bits there we do our added extra shows like we're going to be doing a retrospective on the Indiana Jones films. Yes. Right now, as soon as we hit stop on this, we're going to record our thoughts on the first four Indiana Jones films and then we're going to record Dial of Destiny when we, once we've seen that and put it out on our Patreon. I'd buy yeah. that for a dollar. Because you don't want to piss off your Lucasfilm friends. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't got no friends in Lucasfilm. Um, no, I just... Listen... I, I, I like having exclusive Patreon content for the people who subscribe to us for the pr- price of a coffee once a month. Get loads of extra content. They also get to join us on our Discord, which is okay, a great place to hang out. It's our Twitter. It is the place I go to more than any other social media. Yeah, it's a good way of supporting us. It is. Also, 
because we're back now recording main episodes of the podcast yes we're not going to be pumping out these whatever podcasts as regularly only if we've seen enough stuff that we really like there'll be a lot of good stuff coming out over the summer but we don't want to get into a grind mindset of like we need to watch 15 different things and also record and prep the main show at the same time so we'll be putting out stuff on our patreon that'll be very similar to these types of episodes over the summer kevin yeah, listen don't barely delete the lead is we're back recording the main show. Isn't that so exciting? It's record- We've got the first episode in the bag. It we is do. almost fully And our edited. Patreons picked the topic. So if you want to hear us continually over the summer, come over to our Patreon. The next episodes out from us over there is going to be our review of Dial of Destiny. We'll pop up on the main feed here and there, but we're going to bank as many of the main shows as we can, and then we're going to start releasing them, uh, hopefully quite soon before summer's up. There you go. Very exciting. There you go. Lovely job. Right. Take that now. Take it. Back off. Take it. <laughs> go down to the shop. Take it. Get yourself an ice cream and get something. Get me a bag of bags. That's it, homie. Take it. <laughs> it's yours. <laughs> Stop. Talk to you soon. Love you. Oh. Good luck. I'ma put it in my pussy. Rita, make me freeze I'ma open my legs. I'ma give you some love. I'm lying, I'm gonna be asleep. The best bits, or whatever. And here's a clip from the next Patreon episode. Mm. Hello, and this is the mini bits. This is Will, and I've been joined once again, as always, and forevermore, by Kevin. Hello, Kevin. It's great to talk to you again. How are you? Great to talk to you too. Jesus Christ, I'm in great form. How about yourself? I'm sure I can't complain though. I mean, I suppose I could, but I won't. So why would you want to complain? It would only bring the wrath of the gods down upon us. Burn them all! Fear! <laughs> Will we start the timer? Okay. What the fuck are we setting a timer for? We're setting a timer because we are doing a little precursor to... This is going to be a specialised mini bits. It's the Indiana Jones mm-hmm. and the best bits so we're going to see the dial of destiny Mm -hmm. and like a lot of people out there we've been revisiting the indiana jones movies to sort of get up to speed and we thought we'd record a little taster of what we think of the first four indiana jones movies before we go see the fifth one and then we'll come back and we'll review it exclusively for all you mad bastards over here on the patreon so that's what we thought we'd do here before you set the timer was there something you wanted to talk about that you said was mini bits content but not main feed oh okay right okay very very very. so I haven't discussed this with you at all you haven't alright so Will can I just ask you one thing don't give me any fodder that I'll be I'll be up till two in the morning do not sound effects well I keep it dry and crispy I am not in control of your impulses alright I'll be skulling Red Bull and I'll be Twist all the knobs. <laughs> it's not that. It's it, I don't know. It's, 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 it was kind of funny at the time. So what happened was, right? Right. A few months. So I suppose the start of May, right? Right. So I did a little Star Wars thing. I co-wrote a Star Wars thing, right? Right. It came out, okay? Inevitably, what happens is, is when films come out and it gets coverage in the big papers, the local papers get a sniff of it. And go, oh, hang on a second. I think I know. I know that lad. We interviewed him a long time ago. And uh, I'll, I'll ring him. I did an uh, interview with the Echo, right? Right. And it was for someone, I, a journalist, she'd, she'd asked me to do an interview ages ago. And she was actually very sweet. And she sent me a lovely present after it. I gave a talk to um, a group. And, and she was just very sweet. And um, I said, yeah, no bother. I'll give you an interview. And I don't want to disparage the Echo, but the Echo. Aren't- Patreon. And here is a clip from the lad's latest mini bits bonus show. The full episode, plus 100 more, are available on their Patreon. Mini bits. Another new episode. Of this Patreon podcast. Exclusive. The best bits podcast with Will and This is for you, not for them. 
Kevin, how are you? Hi, honey. How are you? Oh, you know, I've got this. I've got my corns sorted out. I went to the Chiraptus the other day, and uh, she Your said, "Corn, uh, my corns." Did you, ever get, did you ever get corns? No. Did you know what a corn is? Yeah, it's a bunion on your foot, isn't it? Yeah, like in between your toes and stuff like that. Do you, do you not wear any shoes like around the house? You walk no, barefoot. No, I, I, I wear no. It's the opposite. GA shorts. It's the opposite. I wear incredibly tight shoes, like those Chinese women. Oh, who get their feet bound? Who had their feet bound? Like you know, before the turn of this yeah. last century, and so they had incredible corns and bunions. This is a great opener for a mini bits episode where we get people disgusted. Squally, it's episode seventy three of the mini bits. <laughs> I'm Kevin. Your will. This is yeah. our Patreon podcast. Thank you to all our lovely patrons. Yeah. A few of you have jumped in recently. I don't know what we said. We try to goad people into joining up every single episode. And then every so often, it's like a lot of people join because of one specific episode. And yeah. I'm like, what did we, how did we say it? What did we say on that episode? It's different <laughs> to the other 270 episodes. Maybe it didn't sound as desperate. Maybe we said, don't join. Maybe reverse psychology. That's how we should do it. Reverse psychology. Don't join up to our patron. Don't. <laughs> cancel. You don't des- Everybody you, cancel. You don't deserve to be in this group. We don't want you. We don't we like don't the look of you. you. We, don't, we don't need anybody. <laughs> it's just us. It's absolutely just us. Hey, should we tell people, we, we did, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't say it on mic especially so early. We did an interview with the Irish Examiner last Friday. We did. Yeah. And uh, how do you think yeah. I how do you think I did? I I I think you did all right. Like you didn't interrupt me once, so I was <laughs> delighted with how I came across. But you know, there's no sort of time limit on this. We don't know when it's going to get posted. One of our friends was saying Kathy at the cinema was saying that their interview with did they do the examiner as well? It was six uh, months yeah. before it posted. And, and the Guardian, I'm pretty sure. They were, they were profiled in the Gar- Guardian as well. Yeah, but we don't do any really promotion. Like nah. We don't do anything. Well, this is our first time getting any sort of like proper coverage, which is going to be mad. So um, uh, listen to all you listeners who have uh, found us before we explode. You're you're you're, you're an OG. Bust. You're an OG <laughs> listener before Kevin starts getting gold chains from all his Patreon dash. I think I'm more of a silver than a gold. I think oh, yeah. my uh, undertones suit more silver. But, uh, yeah. I just want to die. Goes I, my Prince Albert. <laughs> Your hat. <laughs> yeah. I want Speaking of the, which, I want one of those diamond studs in my tooth. That's all I want, so I can go bing whenever I'm on a call. Oh uh, yeah, bing. I usually just, you know, wink and like glitch. Yeah. Like a starlight twinkle. <laughs> speaking of which, I interrupted you. What, what, we, what, did, what did you want to speak of? Which? Start the timer. Oh, I forgot. You may as well. Start the timer. They, all, all these lucky losers are listening in and, and they're wondering, what are we going to be talking about? But we have to start talking about them after. Yeah. We, we say goodbye. But look, I wanted to talk to you about, um, well, you've seen a few things. You've seen the new Godzilla film. Yes. I've seen the first Omen. Uh, I saw Scoop as well. That, oh, uh, we're looking Netflix forward to watching thing. that. We're already okay. Okay. I'll save my thoughts. And right. um, what else did I see? I made notes, but sure. It doesn't really matter. I think I saw it. And I was going to go through all the summer releases and see what oh, takes your fancy. Okay. Okay. I'm looking forward because I don't actually know what's what's on the horizon. So um, I'm Well, the Joker your... 2 trailer came out today. I saw it. Yes. I watched that. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of Chicago. Yeah. It's kind of like you see it's all very much in the mind's eye. It, they're calling it a jukebox musical. Am I right in saying that? I think you're right in saying that. So, look. Hey. Listen, uh, I actually, what it, what it did remind me of was that I want to watch, rewatch The Joker because I saw it in the cinema and I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. It was a kind of a bold new direction. Uh, I'm just going to go cinema. back and watch the episodes from the Batman 66 show, the Joker episodes. Oh yeah, that's going to be... Just to fill me in like on the lore. You know, get up to speed. Get you right up to speed. <laughs> and you'll be there going, where... Where are all the guys in the purple suits with the masks? Where when are they going to show up? And like it's you know, a weird time though, where we have the Penguin TV show with Colin Farrell coming out, which is a totally different canon version of the Penguin 
Then you have this offshoot of Joker, which is its own universe entirely. Mm. Uh, and then you have the old Batman films that you can watch. Right. And, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it's just, I don't know. I'm kind There's of so many IP. But like it's this, just everywhere. What, well, what's happened is the world, the comic book world has very much entered the, the film world. It's where you could have different runs, totally different runs of a character by it's different insane. authors. And there would be totally different riffs on it and stuff. Oh, oh this is the insane. thing. Kevin, so I'm only catching up on this. You mentioned it to me on a on a pod, on a podcast. Wait, was it on one of those? Uh, it was the last. Show? It was the last mini bits. Uh, you, you said everyone's describing stuff as insane recently. And have you started noticing it though? Only, only, only with people trying to raise you. That's the only type, only where place where I've noticed people. No, people under sort of trying to every, raise you. Oh my god! Oh my god! I could start posting though, like, um, tweets, comments, TikToks. Uh, articles, anything insane is everywhere. This is insane. That's insane. It's insane. There was a festival just going on about this insane lineup. I was okay. like, oh, it's a mentally ill lineup. Okay, <laughs> it's just it's it's everywhere. And the other, th- do you know the other thing that's also bothering me lately? Wow. wow. And this has been bothering me for years and years and years. It used to be that everyone used to misspell definitely. They'd go defiantly. Okay. Oh, it's defiantly whatever. They would just they're morons. But no. <laughs> I just keep noticing everyone keeps spelling a lot as one word, A-L-O-T, a lot. Where has where have they gotten into their heads that a lot is one word? It's the same way that people will write every time as one word. What's the one that you've, you've pulled me up on a few times and I can't get it right? Compliment. Compliment. I can't, <laughs> but I can't get it right. It's like the you I. because I told you the other day. Yeah, and I went searching for it and I couldn't find it because I had to actually had to an, use it. If there's an I in compliment, it's yeah. I'm paying you oh, a compliment. That's a good way to remember it. Okay, good. And then compliment. I, I wrote that to you. But you did. And I went to try and find it because I was I found myself writing the word compliments. And I went, shit, Kevin. But, I, but you, you gave me a thumbs up, which meant in my world that, yeah, I read that. Thanks. But I did, right? I'm talking about a couple of days later when I was faced with the exact same hurdle of writing the word compliment, I went, okay, what did Kevin say again about compliment? There's an I and the E. What did he say? So I went searching for it and I found it, I think. And I went, oh, the I is paying me a compliment or I'm giving you a compliment. It's insane how little you can retain information. It's insane. (laughs) Come here, let's start talking about what we watched. Come on. Did you start the timer? Yeah, it's it's gone. It's ticking. It's ticking down. The world's going oh, to explode. You know, I have to put in the sound effect. I have to. I have to line oh. up all my sound effects. When you said start I have the timer, like, I have a whole it's... fucking. I have a whole soundboard. Here. Okay. Ah. Jesus Christ! Where's my fucking? What? Where's my ding dang ding? Here we go. The timer has started. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Right.